the film The Departed. He was in Goodfellas. Uh, he's also was in Pineapple Express for the Cannabis Coffee Hour. That's perfect. Give it up for Mr. Kevin Corgan, everybody. What was your first concert? Kiss. You saw Kiss? Yes. Uh, where? Madison Square Garden. Holy shit, year. July uh, 1979, July 25th. New York City, yeah. New York Groove. Did they play that? Yes. Oh shit. Oh wow, how much did that blow we your like mind to up? We, like, we got a little surprise for you tonight. We're gonna turn the microphone over to Ace Freely. Uh, yeah, that was the big hit. And then he ace freely saying, I'm not a super kiss head. My, I went in hip hop was my first love of music was Houdini, the first run DMZ that my older brother, those guys were kiss. I knew tons of metal heads, but everybody that got that lived kiss. It's like their favorite introduction to rock and roll. And it is a perfect introduction to rock and roll and show business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're New York for sure. You know, yes. Queens, Queens, Brooklyn. Peter Chris is Brooklyn, Gene and Paul, Queens, Ace, Bronx. But Paul is also Bronx. And Ace sings uh, uh, New York Groove? Who sings New York Groove? Ace. Ace. So Ace is the dopest name of them all. Where was he from Queens or South Bronx? Bronx. He's from Bronx like He's you. He's from Bronx. From Can the same neighborhood, Marshall Parkway. Ah, give it up for the Bronx, some of the best artists, some of the best Americans, some of the best New Yorkers. Uh, in a New Yorker, I, I'm, I'm just going down this hole because I was just so psyched to have you here and that's what I wanted to talk about was being a New York actor and that vibe of, yeah, rock and roll in the, in the 70s and seeing live music in New York City. That, wh why, I mean, that's some of the best music in the world. Some uh, of the best shows. It was, a, it was an exciting time to be, you know, uh, like if you're born in the late 60s and you have like older siblings born around 59 or 60 or 61 who were really into like really cool. Like I have a friend whose older brother was into The Doors and Zeppelin and like had actually seen those bands. And he would give his younger brother like uh, eight track tapes for, for his birthday of the Rolling Stones, you know, <sighs> Hot Rocks. And I, I ended up borrowing all that stuff from my friend Chris. This Ramos. was an actual, shout out to Chris Ramos, actual question I had in my head in the shower. Right now, you walk into the apartment, are you putting on the Rolling Stones, or are you putting on Led Zeppelin? Oh, oh, uh. What's in your soul? It, it, it's, that's a, that's, that's I, a, I, let me guess. We're walking a line there, yeah. I, I want me to guess? Yeah. I think it's Stones. Yeah, I think for you, be. you give me a Stones vibe. I don't know if it's the Martin Scorsese thing going on. I don't know what's happening, but I think you like the Rolling Stones a lot. It's true, yeah. Jumpin' Jack Flash, Gimme Shelter, all those Scorsese Stones kind of yeah. staples. But also, I love an emotional rescue, and She's So Cold, and that like kind of She's 80, So Cold is the baddest. 80, 1980 Stones vibe, uh, early 80s, Tattoo You. I mean, 
you know, yeah, I, I, I went to see them on the Steel Wheels tour. Nice, I remember that. Yeah. That's a good, what, what did you think of that? It was great. It was you like, liked them? It, yeah, they were in good, it, that was, was a little it, bit later. That's, no, that, not, that, that's not dirty 70s Rolling Stones, that's 80s Rolling Stones. It is, it, and it, but it's the best part of their 80s output besides Tattoo You. There was like, you mm. know. You know, that was 80s? Start, Tattoo You? Like, Start Me Up is a cla as classic a riff as, you know, uh, Satisfaction. But then there's that middle period. I like the middle period. Undercover of the night and, you know, Dirty Work and the Harlem Shuffle. Yeah, those are good. A lot of people consider that, you know, middle period. You know, Jagger went solo for a while. But that was their New York period. That had a lot of Lower East Side vibe to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know what I'm jamming to that the Rolling Stone I think you might dig is Cherry, oh, Cherry, my baby. <laughs> it's a Mick Jagger reggae tune. Hiram, you know that, Joey? Okay. Do you know that song? <laughs> Cherry, oh, baby? No, oh, no. you got to check out Cherry, oh, baby. It's Mick Jagger and Peter. It's not, that's, no, it's, it's Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. It's a Rolling Stone song. And it's a reggae song, and it's an original Jamaican song, and it's it's got this. It's, they have the best drums. Yeah. When did that come out? I think in the like early eight when they were hanging out in Jamaica. Remember when Keith Richards was had a band called the Wingless Angels, oh, and oh. He, he lived he lived in Jamaica. Those guys right. like had to run out of Europe and live in Jamaica and shit. He, he had a, another side project called the the New Barbarians or something. Yeah. He had a lot. I of remember stuff. that. I think I had a New Barbarians tape. Yeah, yeah. Those guys were itching to do something besides the Rolling Stones. You could tell they were like, like uh, uh, trying to do other things besides the band. Yeah, I always say I, music is I, crazy. I, I mean, I, I love Keith. I love uh, Talk Is Cheap and uh, Main Offender, the, the solo records. Ooh. Uh, the Keith Richards solo stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like oh. Keith. Yeah, Keith has some. The, he, he does a few songs, but the ones he does, he just kills it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever meet Keith Richards? No, I was in an elevator with him once. Oh, cool. In the, uh, the, the, it was, this was like um, 1990 or something. It was in the Director's Guild, that building on 57th Street between 6th and 7th. I, I, uh, there was a casting director's office in that building. Uh, and there were other, there was like a, a music licensing or a lawyer, music entertainment lawyer. Heavy like entertainment yeah, agent yeah. place. I, I know exactly what you're well, talking I, about. I, I got Rights. All, yeah, we, uh, it was, I, I don't know what the audition was for, but there was a bunch of other like dudes. And, you know, we, we all got on the elevator together after the audition. And, uh, we're, you know, we were kind of like vibing each other like, uh, you know, competition. And yeah, stuff. I know the gig. And then... Uh, one floor down, the elevator door opens and Keith Richards gets on with a, cig a lit cigarette. <laughs> so we were, I inhaled his secondhand smoke for uh, two or three flights. Ah! Um, Must have smelled great. I don't smoke cigarettes. I used to, I kicked tobacco early on, but I started early. But I do, it, it, there, my mom smokes cigarettes, there, so there is a nostalgia. <laughs> I do like a good cigarette now and then, now that I'm not, I like the smell, it's nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 uh, that's true for me too. Do you smoke cigarettes now? No, no, I, I can't tolerate it. You know, like I can't, I can take one puff and it's like, you know. Uh, yeah, same, same. It feels like it's yeah, aging me rapidly yeah. with every cigarette that and, I take. Yes, although I do remember when I could enjoy a whole cigarette 
Oh, cigarettes and beer, nothing better oh, in your 20s. Yeah. 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 But I'm more coffee and weed these days. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, like a one hitter, you know, you, you know, you can, you can sort of manage your, your intake. You don't have to smoke a, like a, although I guess there was a time. You're a wise man and you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. No, the thing about yeah. cannabis is the less you smoke, the higher you get. And then the more you smoke, the lower you get, you it's know? True. It's so true. So you're, you're actually doing, you're a smart, uh, high-level actor. Yeah. It I think I mean, you're it, a it, it takes smart. About, it takes about 20 years to, to arrive at that. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. By then you're burnt out. Yeah, I know what you said. Then you got to meditate, you know, a couple hours a day and uh, what, stretch. Uh, today, you know, everyone's walking around with the vapes and the pens and the, nah. you know, uh, uh, they can, uh, 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 moderate you know you, you yeah. can you can uh <clears throat> have as much or as little as you want all the yeah. time yeah with everything consuming everything and that's uh there was two questions i got your artwork here i want to talk about that there's one little fly. i was going to try to obama that fly uh but uh catch it but we have your artwork here but i also want to just talk about your acting i love this artwork which is also on the waterfront it, it's a charcoal Marlon Brando picture, and you're an amazing actor, and Marlon Brando is an amazing actor, but you also yeah. got to... This, oh. this is a... It's actually graphite uh, pencil. Sick. Uh, on watercolor paper. There might be some, uh, like, oil stick in there to get the, the, the dark darks, and the, but the original of this is 18 by 24, and uh, this is an 8 by 10 print. But it's it's like it's it's Marlon Brando. He's my favorite actor, and so you know, making making artwork like drawing Marlon Brando is like getting to work with Marlon Brando. Yeah. Uh, or that's kind of the the part of the uh, what I enjoy about drawing is I can pick a subject, any subject I want, anyone I want to be in the in the room with, I can be with them if I pick the right image, and and uh, uh, it's it's after a while it starts to feel like they're in I'm in the room with them. Yeah, you're living it, man. Uh, yeah, doing a portrait of somebody. I love drawing. I love lines. I always felt like I I was born in '72. I loved. I I got into music with hip hop, Houdini, Run DMC. I loved New York hip hop. I loved New York graffiti. I loved drawing. I loved lines. And you and you using pencil, and then what's the other that you're using a oil stick? Yeah, they have these like kind of oil paint sticks. Sick. So uh, um, there's also a, 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 a product called Liquin Original that Windsor Newton Windsor and Newton makes, and it's uh, it's it's for oil paint. But I love I, how I, oil I, pops. I, I like to apply it to uh, to the pencil. It, it sort of gives a second life to to the pencil, uh, especially if it's like a, um, you know, like B8, you know, that really uh, soft, dark uh, lead. Uh, it's kind of reconstitutes the, the pencil. Yeah, I, it's the shading you're doing with pencil, and then how long would something like this take? Because then it's just losing yourself in this creative moment, which is the best time when you're not thinking and you're just finding the line and you got to find like the next step. Like how long does this thing take? 
that that took about uh I think I I I I knocked that out in about 8 hours in a in a you know just a straight 8 hours from you know midnight to 6 is my usual uh uh time frame but I'll 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 keep going if I think I'm in the home stretch yes. otherwise I'll I'll leave it unfinished and get back to it over the next 3 days so sometimes it'll take anywhere from 8 hours in in one shot to you know, three days or a week if I get lazy. Yeah. Uh, but, but something like that where I, I, I'm just viscerally thrilled to, 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 to be engaged with that subject, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll work on it till, till uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll spend hours and hours. I get it, man. Um, I get it, because it's like you really do. This type of detail, you don't understand, he's doing the eyes, the shading. You're literally like you're recreating the form, and then you understand the spirit that's behind it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you have your favorite performers, and yeah. you, you feel like you know what they're, what, what it's like to be them. If you, Their you, vibe. Yeah. You know, it's Their warmth. You, yeah, you, you know, if like especially with certain certain actors, it's it's like uh, you know they have a way of like sprinkling, you know, kind of sort of uh, uh, squinting or or or. That's how I feel about you, Kevin. I, we've only met once, and I feel that I've known you for so long. Oh. And uh, yeah, you just you do, and I do. What I wanted to talk about is like acting, Marlon Brando and yourself. And Scorsese type stuff is like there is a subtlety. What I've learned from being a stand-up, yeah. from being like stand-up is just so ego go, so hard. And then acting is like this almost, almost nature. I think it's like a meditative state. And then you kind of bring this just subtlety. And Brando is like he's the he's the king of the subtle. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, you know. I don't know if it's like that, but yeah, uh, yeah. I just kind of came up with that one. <laughs> well, he, he, he's, I, I, I think he said that he would, uh, or it's been said that he would do a, you know, a take of a scene for himself uh, and one for, uh, like, he, he would do one for real and then he would do one phoned in and he would leave it to the director to, to choose and if if they chose the one that he phoned in, he would know that that was not a director that he wanted to work with or respected or so, I don't know something like that. You know. No, you're like, right. No, like I how, know what how, you're saying. How do you tell the difference? But uh, you uh, know, you know, if you're acting, if you're in it, I know if I'm doing a stand-up set, if I'm doing something hacky or I'm not even in the moment compared to okay, let me be present. This is my job. I gotta be do this or I can just be like I'm gonna say these five-year-old jokes and get the fuck out of here <laughs> uh so yeah man uh yeah you could tell and I was gonna say like the truth is like telling in show business like the core truth and usually the artist knows it the best yeah well you're, you're like uh, uh you have a joke about uh about push-ups and working out and the body <laughs> uh like a uh, nothing out not no other thing in life gets better the more you stress it out. Uh, the, uh, and, and then, you, you know, a VCR doesn't turn into a, a, a Mac <laughs> when you 
put the videotape in it and rewind it and, you know, uh, whatever. I, you I know, Kevin, thank you for <laughs> quoting my joke. And that one doesn't even have labels and it's an old joke and it is, yeah, it's a push-up joke. Yeah, I always say, I do believe that the human body is a temple. I do believe that this is all you got. You got to be, and as an actor, that's, a, that's your, no, you're, that, you're fucking running that spaceship. But yeah, this is the temple, and yeah, the more you do it, the better it gets. That's the divine design. AI can't do, you know, it could, it's growing on some other shit, but it can't do deep knee bends. AI can't do this. Can't do that. I can do this, and I'm getting better by doing it. Uh, the human body is a trip, man, and as you get older, you know, it's like you, mentally, physically, I'm trying to keep it together just to get it through. Yeah, yeah, age, you know, uh, things become uh, you know uh, uh, you know like wine or something you know maybe maybe uh, maybe that's the uh, an apt comparison you know like sweeter with age or stronger with age or uh, uh, you know the more uh, you, you stress something out the like Christopher Walken would talk about how did you get that hair and he said uh, he, he would pull his hair his whole life has been <laughs> pulling his hair that's how you make it that's what they said John Kennedy did in the shower. <laughs> Just pulling that thing, put it on cold. I did right. hear that. You strengthen those follicles by, by pulling on them and stressing them. You might be right. Uh, maybe. You know, He's maybe. got a full head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know with hair, and you never, but you're right. Like life, like things that are hard do make you better and make you more aware and uh, pushing it. You know, as, as tired as you get, it. Being slack and soft sometimes um, with art, especially, makes it harder and it's better to like try to get it out there and do it. And that's what I thought was so dope that you have this showing. Like you're selling this art in Astoria right now. Tell me about your exhibit over there. Well, th there are six original uh, drawings up, hanging. They're, they're large pieces the originals, and uh, I, I just made these prints. There are about 40 of those. Um, you sell, you're, have you sold art before? Have you done these showings before? A year ago, I, I was in a show in Bushwick, and I, 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 I sold some stuff at that time, and I'd never sold anything before that. Oh, wow. Uh, I, yeah, but I, I went to the High School of Art and Design. I didn't graduate from there, but I did go for a brief period and that was in manhattan right yes uh, it, was, uh, it was my freshman year of high school in 1987 wow uh no 83 taking the subway 83 bubble letters on the subway yes yes people with switch bikes. I, I, I wasn't a graffiti artist although I, I did have a friend who who uh who was and he wanted me to go you know uh to go with him to the to the to the layup and get into it and I was to like, the park to the nah, train man I, I ain't getting whacked yeah it is for, too crazy for, 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 for drawing and painting like it's but because it, the lifestyle included gang violence you know it seemed it was like this guy i know he got you know in, in beef with like other graffiti artists and <laughs> i was like nah i'm not I, 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 yeah violence is whack I, I well you know especially when it's uh 
hurled onto you personally. Well, you're doing your art form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, that's uh, uh, you know more power to you if you can if you can if you can do it. Yeah, those guys are brilliant. They're psychos, yeah. but thank God they did. I loved it, and it, it is. But yeah, doing art without being beat up and being uh, having gay. Because when you said that, reminded me of punk rock in D.C. and like Minor Threat and all this stuff. I remember that time. And my friend got beat up in the park. Like punks were violent dudes. <laughs> not not minor threat, those guys, but that scene, you know, you remember the eighties punks, like they were tough guys. Yeah, like it was you a tough did, scene, yeah. It was a tough scene. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so going to music and going down to high school in New York in the eighties, was that scary? Did you love it or was it traumatizing? I I, uh, I I dug it, you know. Yeah, I, it's I, fun. I, I mean, you know, uh, I, I, you know, like I I didn't have much heart for for the fighting, although I got into fights. Same. You have to. It's going to happen. You if know? you're a guy growing you, up in the right, '70s and '80s, yeah, the more you yeah. try to avoid it, the the more likely you are to 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 get into it with somebody at some point. Yeah. Um, and and. Um, you know, it's like anything. Once, once you go through it, as long as you don't get killed, yeah, you you come out the other end going, all right, I went through that, all right, whatever. You you you, uh, it's not as scary after you 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 have one fight and you you know. My dad gave me good advice when he was alive. He was like, don't get in a fight unless you know you can win. <laughs> That's <laughs> sure. I or, think he got it. was the 70s. Right. I mean, I think it was just like he'd been around the block. Like, right. well, you you know, can, you yeah, can, getting your ass kicked. There's nothing cool about that. Well, you know, if, if you if you can take a, everyone takes a beating once, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like you got to take it. Yeah. The way I see it, everybody takes a beating sometimes. Yeah, you but do. Uh, uh, after a while, it's like, yeah, you know, if you have you build up a threshold for pain or stress, you know. And it's kind of this dumb, loud energy as a kid. I kind of remember it, you know, just like, yeah, it's just that yeah. aggro dude at the bar. He's just like, it's, it's no time for that type of shit, man. It's aggression, you, you know, and you're, you're going to, you, we beat ourselves up. Yeah. You know? So uh, I remember my mother telling me, like, uh, my mother. <laughs> God bless like, her soul. I was like getting, uh, uh, I had some, some conflict going on with a kid in the neighborhood. And she was like, you, you get into fights with your brother in the house. What's the big deal? You know, getting into, you know, it's like you, you, you've got into, you know, get, don't be a chicken shit. Get out. There <laughs> yeah, she fight. knew the deal, too. Yeah. You couldn't get you got to stand up to the bully when yeah. we were young. Yeah, I had an older brother that was three years old that kicked my kicked my ass full jock, played uh, public school basketball, went on to the Navy, worked, you know, it, it, he was a tough kid, and yeah. I had to fight him all the time. Like, yeah, I got my ass kicked. Like, going out and meeting whoever wasn't as bad after that. Right, but you know, because you don't know them, it's scary. It's not cool energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's 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 what you you use that uh, to your advantage. You count on, you know, these people you come across in in, in public, <laughs> not knowing what you got yeah because you and you don't know what they you don't know if they're uh, uh you really don't know what the odds are when you get into a conflict with a stranger somewhere and hopefully you know you can you can avoid the the, the physical conflict somehow you you know with uh, a joke or something yeah like 
uh, Richard Pryor said, like, where he was from, violence was everywhere, and he had no heart for it, and that he, lots of comedians say that, that, you know, I, I, I learned to be funny to get out of that situation. Uh, God, so I, I hate I, I violence I would make sports. The, if I could make the bully Not sports, but laugh, fun. yeah. then I, I, I got around that situation. And it's like that's true. The, uh, uh, so sometimes it's 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 really just a matter of uh, you know figuring out the <laughs> you know thinking on your feet and having the saying right the right word the, the right word yeah. I, I remember and it breaks and it breaks the tension it breaks the tension you yeah. can get a bully if you can get a bully to crack you get a moment you get a moment you if you can get like three minutes and get out of that situation if you keep it moving yeah. Uh. And you can break yourself that way too. You can be a bully True. to yourself. That's a good point, man. You know, Kevin. And, and and it's like, uh, yeah, you know, we have to to, to like well, look at yourself. Why are you getting down? You're, you're eating a sandwich, sitting here with a seltzer water. What do you got fucking to complain about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like you know, it's like I gotta call. You know, you it's it's like uh, oh, man. <laughs> I what I wanted to ask. I don't know how long we got, Hiram. How long have we been going? Oh, Me neither. He's kind of stoned. <laughs> yeah, have, but what I wanted to talk about was Martin Scorsese and The Last Waltz. Are you a Last Waltz fan? Oh, yeah, sure. Is, is, it, is it the I, best musical concert on film? The, the, I, 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 the, the, the artist who sticks out in my mind the most is Neil Diamond. Oh, wow. In that... Uh, um, in that lineup, of the, whether lineup. it's yeah, Neil Young was there, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, uh, a gospel group. I mean, it's just like, uh, yeah, Ronnie Hawkins. It's like this. And then Neil Young. Yeah, and he has a totally different style. You're right. Like, they were a gritty, uh, just a bar band at a high-level Dylan level. Yeah. And what I loved about that Neil Young, I don't know much. He's got the best jams. He does have... He's, did he write those songs? Uh, Neil Young? Yeah. I, I, I assume. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're so good. But I know he came like Tin Pan Alley or he comes from that era. Oh, you like, mean Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Yeah, yeah. not Neil Young. Oh, no, no, Neil no. Young definitely wrote his shit. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. What about Neil Diamond? I'm sorry, I spaced. No, no, no. Neil Diamond wrote his songs too. Yeah, brilliant yeah, writer. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Brilliant yeah. writer. Uh, but I love Scorsese's pick of using the closing number as the opening number. My favorite is the opening number of that film, which is Don't Do It. Oh. It, it, it don't you do it? Don't do it. And just, I mean, Levon Helms has this sick drumming style that only a southern, I mean, it's just that laid back funk. Um, but he took, it's like you could tell the band was in their prime and that was their last number and they fucking murdered it, right? But he cuts that out and puts it as the opening with the credits. Like it looked so sick. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was my favorite part of The Last right. Waltz. Yeah, well, that was a big loss this year, Robbie Robertson. I know. Right. That threw me. Yeah. That threw me. Yeah, yeah, me too. I even liked his solo albums, like who that broken arrow, whatever the name Great song. Great song. It's a great song. The tone is right. Robbie Robinson was one of the best uh, writers and guitar players, and I'm if even looking at it, I thought he was the coolest dude ever. Looking at that film, he actually has like a blue suede 
hoodie. He has his guitar is so sick in this film, and he knows like Scorsese has the best cameras, and he's just like, I mean, he's just in his prime, just like in the pocket, ripping it as a guitarist. Yeah. Uh, I know you started playing guitar at 18. I just started fucking around with it after playing violin when I was young, but uh, I just love playing guitar. Uh, and Robbie Robbins had a cool style. Where are you at with guitar? Are you still playing? Do you? Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of stuff on like Instagram now, you know, like, yeah. like uh, 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 I, I save a lot of those videos, like how to play the, you know, opening lick to, to uh, Chuck Berry song or yep. uh, I just saved something today. But it's like I, I, I'm, I'm following so many of these accounts now, uh, these people who will teach you, you know, guitar riffs yep. without, you know, a lot of theory and a lot of uh uh, uh yeah I'm, I'm, i go I, through a buddy uh what is it bo diddley face that's what i've been doing i just oh. love that rhythm and i do love that classic tone and just do, i just like just getting in the zone and doing a rhythm with the guitar yeah yeah like you know if you learn you learn one or two chords you're good you know <laughs> you know depending on your mood i think i learned it wrong though somebody told me like in order to go to the bar chords like now i have to learn with these two fingers like i was cheating and doing it with these two fingers so yeah. i never jumped over. and i've been doing it for like 10 years dicking around but now i'm trying to be more present and putting my energy, just like with your you and your art, like just getting, trying to go deeper. And even though you might, it not your number one thing, like just trying to push it. Yeah. I'm like, you know this guy, John Fahey? Sounds uh, familiar. Acoustic guitar. He, oh, he's wow. like, a, um, and he, you know, he's into all these uh, uh, dropped, drop D, you know, like you take the, 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 tuning. the, the, the lower E string and turn, you know, tune it down uh, so that it's the same in the same, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's an octave lower than the A string, mm -hmm. but then you can just, you know, uh, 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 you know, rather than like playing all those chords. You can just fret you, it. You can just fret it with one finger. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Love that. that yeah, that. I gotta figure that tuning out. Is that what you do? I know yeah, Keith no, Richards he, does some funky tuning. He, he takes a whole string off the guitar. Yeah, I saw that video. Yeah. The the, the top string, I think. I don't know. Yeah, and, like and then that. he redid this thing, and then it's like this gritty blues tone that's just perfect. Yeah. But it's yeah. really simple and cool. Yeah, yeah. But that thing, yeah, I gotta learn that. Is that what you're doing? That tune and just ripping it. Yeah, yeah. I I I I've been. You know, yeah. I've been, playing around with that seeing what happens but like I, I i i mostly keep all my instruments in a standard tuning and just play to play like a, an e chord and you know take it from there and then you know transpose the chords up and down the fretboard you know yeah uh and and see what happens it's like a piano like it's like you're almost like playing a computer at that point it's so cool yeah 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 man yeah, yeah uh I just need to, yeah, put some time into it and, and bar it up. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> are, you've been in a few bands. Are you in a band now? Are you playing with anybody? Well, I got, I got yeah, I've been playing a, this, this uh, um, uh, uh, there's a, 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 a group. It's called Big Daddy in the Sky. I love the name. It was uh, kind of like a. John Lennon came out of him saying, uh, 
Uh, I believe, you know, he got in trouble for saying the Beatles more popular than Jesus, and then he had to explain himself for the rest of his life what he meant. <laughs> you know, I, I believe in God, but not as like an old man in the sky. <sighs> they and put I, him up. I, but I was explaining that to my daughter, and I said, "That's all he meant. He meant, he, you know, you know, most people think that God is like this big daddy in the sky." And she said, "Well, you should name you should that should be a band name." <laughs> So then uh, in 2019, I had an opportunity to, to pl a friend of mine, uh, uh, Nick, he's in a band called Old Sport, and they were doing it. He had a residency at Pianos. Yep. And, and they were, Lower East Side. He, he said, you, you know, uh, it's, it's in June, but he told me about this in like February. You want to open up for us? Uh, and I, I said, I don't have a band at the moment, but I'll have one by June. Yes, I'll open, open for you. Uh, so I got uh, the actor Michael Shannon and I were in a play in 2002. Cool. And uh, I was already jamming with this guy named David White, a drummer. He's also an actor and a writer. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then Dave and Mike and I started playing. And uh, we had a reunion after 17 years. <laughs> and that became Big Daddy in the Sky. Oh, wow. Me, Mike, and Dave. We opened for Old Sport at Pianos in June of 2019. Shannon was in a, a, a Broadway play at the time, but he, after the curtain call, he hopped in, a, in, a, in an Uber, came down to pianos and, and played with us. I had the bass all set up for him, and we didn't have to rehearse at all. We just made it up. Perfect. Uh, uh, and, and so we've done that a few times since then. We've done that three times this year. So fun. And on two of those occasions, we were joined by Kurt Vile. Oh, shit. So now Kurt Vile is like, because I was in a video uh, called Loading Zones, a Kurt Vile song called Loading Zones. I don't know Kurt Vile. I respect him as yeah. a singer-songwriter. I know he's cool as hell, and he's got some great tunes. Yeah, he's, he's, he, he, he's got a, like a vast, you know, kind of musical palette. And he... he, he, he uh, like Lou Reed almost. Yeah, yeah, or Neil Young, for that matter. Yeah, singer-songwriter. You know, like he does the sort of heavy rock electric guitar, and he... Oh. He plays beautiful, like uh, twelve-string acoustic stuff, and exactly. he, he can he can do it all, and uh, and and he likes Big Daddy in the Sky. Nice. And now he's he's in it. He's in the band. You got Kurt Vile. You gonna get a record deal? Big oh, Daddy in the Sky yeah. is gonna get rec Atlantic right. Records. Come on. We'll see. Well, we'll be on one of those like uh, like free discs, free, <laughs> free uh, rubber CDs that comes with a magazine. Yeah, yeah. But there's another group now called. Those were kind of cool. Man Magazine had one. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you just, it's like a, it's almost like a sticker. You peel it off and it's, you put it on your turntable yeah. when it plays. Uh, but there's a group uh, uh, I have with a, uh, in Astoria now. It's like a two. It's like a, me and me and George. Uh, George makes up the lyrics. I make up the riffs, and it's called N.Y. Grim. <laughs> which is kind of uh, a, a little bit of a bite off of uh, UK Grim by the Sleaford Mods, but uh, uh, Sick. we're, we're going to do a, a, a gig in, at Mr. Beery's in, in Bethpage, late Fe Pennsylvania? Uh, 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 Connecticut. Connecticut. Is it Connecticut? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think No, so. Long Island. Long Island. Long Island. Beth Page Long. You're going to do a road gig. Mr. Beery's. Mr. Beery's. February 27th. N.Y. Grimm. N.Y. Grimm. It's, it's going to be our debut performance. You're going to knock it out of the park. I wanted to bring it back real quick to pianos, and I just saw Beastie Boy Corner got 
uh, announced right there on, on uh, pianos. And you did this film, am I right? Lost Angels was your first film credit? You've done your, yeah, you've, you've done your research, yeah. You know, I'm a Beastie Boy fanatic. Oh, and I try oh, not yeah. to be too much, on, I'm too old, and uh, you know, uh, but at the same time, that is, yeah, I was watching it on YouTube last night. I remember seeing parts, and it has Donald Sutherland. It, yeah, with the, tell me about that experience. Um, yeah, that was, uh, it was a, a, a movie uh, that, uh, yeah, it was supposed to be like a One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It, That's it, what it, I got it from it. It was about kids in a, in, a, in a mental institution. During the Sean mental, Penn in, Bad in a, Boys era, yeah. Yeah, Lost Boys. There was a movie that came out the same year as Lost Angels called Lost Boys. Yes. Which was a lot more popular <laughs> and, uh, uh, but but you had ad rock and donald sutherland ad, and, Ke and kevin yeah. corgan uh yeah yeah who else was in that D dave herman david herman wow uh um who else uh max perlick uh the director's great right hugh, hugh hudson yeah he passed away i think he passed away this year or last year i can't remember uh he made chariots of fire wow and he made the movie with al pacino revolution that Pacino went into a hibernation for four years after the uh, that movie. Uh, Films are hard, man. Yeah, yeah. Although that's a really good movie. That's an underrated film, Revolution. I'll check it out. Al anything Al Pacino does, it is a uh, it yeah. is a uh, it is a clinic on acting and just being there. Yeah, yeah. That guy. Oh man. Uh, uh, he he's. Uh, we could talk about him for a while. <laughs> yeah, but back to but, the yeah, but, Ad Rock yeah, and all so, the Beastie so vibe Hugh, back in that day. Yeah, Hugh Hudson, he also took a break after Revolution. And yeah. His, you know, the movie he was supposed to come back with was Lost Angels. Uh, but then they rewrote it so that it wasn't just about the, the, uh, the institution and about the kids who their parents put... You know, they're, they're, these sort of it's an interesting story, yeah, and that yeah, was happening they're, they're, they're in the 80s. Sort of yeah. real housewives, you know, throw their kids into the institution. Because they smoke twice. Right, yeah. until the insurance runs out. Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, so they're just these lost souls. And, but there was a gang thing going on, like the movie Colors with Dennis Hopper came yeah, out. Yeah, there's some the gun violence in it. I saw so it. They, they rewrote the script to include like a gang element. <laughs> and that's where I lucked out I got cast as as a gang member nice uh and in a in the in lost angels and so Adam Harvitz was cast as the the kid who's you know in a gang and then he gets arrested after a gang fight and put in an institution so that's how they combine the two story elements <laughs> uh but I, I I wasn't in the uh the the institutionalized part of it just the gang part of it. The cooler part. Um, I always liked that Sean Penn Bad Boys movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked uh, that gritty 70s, 80s, like coming of age, like kind of showing it kind of real, like lost souls. Yeah, totally. Trying to yeah. figure it out. Yeah, uh, what yeah. was the other one? New York eccentric was My Bodyguard. I remember that film being Matt, really cool. Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon was in that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Matt Dillon, Sean Penn, they were they were kind of like punk actors. Yeah. In their time, in the, in that in that time, that eighties, mid eighties, early eighties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Street I, kids I, shown I, on film. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, you come from kind of that elk of uh yeah, just well, showing that, yeah, regular that, guys kind of doing the thing. Yeah, I I saw 
I saw my bodyguard when it came out. In New York? In Yonkers. Ah! <laughs> and, and, and like that's where Matt Dillon is from pretty much, Westchester. Cool. Uh, and, and he was for real in that movie. Yeah. Like I, I remember being like frightened of like, you know, just he watching, was the coolest just dude. watching the movie. It was like, that guy's like, uh. yeah, <laughs> so real. So real. Um, uh, he's an artist now, you know, I could see that. I can see that. Painter, fine artist. Uh, also a music guy. He put, he cast me in a dinosaur junior video. Oh, awesome. He directed the video for get me uh, off of uh, uh, the dinosaur junior record album. Where you been? I think I saw this, yeah. I worked with him on a feature called uh, The Saint of Fort Washington. And then he, he, he remembered me and, uh, a few months later and uh, when he was directing the video Forget Me. And so I went up I love Dinosaur Jr. and Matt Dillon and you. And, uh, but yeah, you got to, Dinosaur Jr., talk about guitar tone. Like they have this cool guitar tone that nobody else has, you know? That dude, and songwriter, and his voice, it's all unique, you know? And it's coming all at you at once. Like, he's like the closest thing to Nirvana, I would say, on an artistic alt-rock vibe thing. Yeah, they, they were contemporaries, so they would kind of have very similar yoke, you know, they coming out of that. But yeah, he's like, uh, I think Jay Maskus was a, originally a drummer. Cool. So he's, you know, like he's got like, uh, um, uh, you know, his, 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 his songs that he plays on guitar have a, you know, he, he kind of knows how, how the drums are supposed to sound. So he, he's got the whole attack. Uh, um, I know he's, he's like uh, My Bloody Valentine, all those groups that put up this wall of sound. Yeah. You know? Uh, Almost at a Hendrix level, but in an arty rock way. I love the song "Get Over It." Even that that video where they're where they're shooting at golf. Uh, 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 feel the pain of everyone. I mean, that is like the perfect video and the perfect a perfect song, man. Yeah, Did yeah. they? You, so you're saying there might have been bills of Nirvana, or were they? Were they moving at the same time, or was Nirvana a little bit before Dinosaur Jr.? I think they were all on a tour together, like, or they played some festivals. There's a, I can there's see a, that. There, there's a movie that came out called uh, The Year Punk Broke. Yeah. 1991, The Year Punk Broke. Uh, and it had Sonic Youth, Nirvana, Dinosaur Jr., and Muddy, I think My Bloody Valentine was in it, too. Wow. So they were all kind of in the same graduating class, you know? Yeah. And probably all, you know, uh, uh, you know, maybe at some point swapping, you know, the same backline, you know, using the same amps or I don't know. No, uh, totally. Or, Nirvana or, or, and, and least, uh, Smashing know. Pumpkins had that same Steve Albini both mixed those albums. Yeah, they all switch. You know, it's like, you know, all these actors and comedians like I'm like, oh, he knows that guy. Yeah, Craig yeah. Robinson, of course, with Pine Pineapple Express. I opened for Craig. I've known him. I knew him before oh, The right. Office. I opened for him in like Tempe Improv. The funniest, most ta talk about musician, one of the most comical actor, great comic actor. One of the best comic actors, and then one just a musician level of a, he's up there, man. I, I, I saw him at Caroline's once. Dope. With his band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was as 
it was as thrilling musically as as as, as it was funny. Yeah, it was both. It was like how does someone combine like it's like you do stand up or you do music, but he does both. He's like funny while he's playing the keyboards and singing. He did a cover of the the theme song to Family Ties. <laughs> he loves that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> anything eighties or yeah, anything. I, yeah, he used to do. Uh, <laughs> him, this guy Todd Rex, who's a DC comedian, they would go on stage and sing. Uh, Those are the days. Any, any like TV shit. Like you could tell he studied that stuff as a kid to become an actor. You know. You yeah. Know. Yeah. He. Yeah. Oh man, I haven't seen him in a while, but he's he's lovely. This is the Cannabis Coffee Hour. I'm, Hiram, you think we got him for long enough? I don't want to. I don't want to burn him out. Kevin, how you feeling? How, how do you do? You got? Do you have some good material here? Yeah, I have I, some good material. We'll get out. I'll just ask you, Pineapple Express. Uh, that was that because it's the Cannabis Coffee Hour. What was that? Was that because that was a huge, huge, huge major blockbuster film? What's that ride like? Uh, uh, I think, yeah, 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 it was, uh, well, I, I got into it through the producer, well, yeah, Lisa Muscat, she produced David Gordon Green's first couple of features, like George Washington, mm -hmm. All the Real Girls. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I was a fan of those films and a fan of David Gordon Green. And then, uh, and so, but then Judd Apatow was also involved. I had worked with him already, so. Um, but I, I was excited to work with David, mm -hmm. and and Lisa uh, invited me to a party, and and I got to meet him, and and um, and and uh, so it, it it worked out that I ended up in Pineapple Express. But then I, I it was a comedy, you know, and George Washington is not really a comedy, <laughs> and I I always like to reference stuff like if I'm in a movie with like Scorsese uh, I, I try to reference other Scorsese movies yes uh, I, I, I I've managed to do that in the two things I worked with him on and so I tried to do that with with Pineapple Express but David was like yeah no that's a good idea but let's keep it more like I, I wanted to reference George Washington in, in Pineapple Express. It, it, it didn't make the cut. <laughs> uh, and I, I wanted to talk to him about that movie all the time. And, uh, but it, there was like Seth Rogen and there was all like there was Craig. It was a comedy environment. Yeah. So it was kind of like a, a you know, there was no place for my, you know, uh, my, my George Washington references. <laughs> I love, yeah, George, but, I, I get it, man. But I, I, the character I play just wants to get home to his wife. And, and he, he, he sort of, that became his niche. That became his, my character's thing. He's, so I was a little like, uh, uh, I was being a little serious, you know? Yeah, you were all business. I love it. And yeah. I have been in those circles, and especially around improv people or stand-up people. There is kind of like this... Let's go for the joke, let's go for the joke. Whereas acting, I do believe in subtlety and like, yeah, just like a cool little sly reference that yeah. film heads would get is yeah. so dope. And yeah, I could see why that would be great to slip in yeah. there. I, and I, George Washington yeah. definitely smoked weed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, uh, yeah, that, no, it's like, um, but yeah, hanging out with those with with Craig was a, was a lot of fun. Oh, he's uh, a great dude. Um, uh, yeah, the stand up like I don't know the, the line between like comedy and drama and like stand up comics and actors and like you know musicians and like mu like mu musicians are you know, everyone's kind of fascinated by each other's. Uh, Everyone's a little interested or a little aloof or a little kind of like, uh, um, you know, each other's, you know. Fans, yeah. Sometimes there's, a, there's an overlap between, you know, like a musician who acts in a movie or, you know, it seems like a lot of like uh, uh, some, some, some stand-up comics are great actors. Yeah. And yet they, they, they reserve the right to uh, not be identified as actors. They're like... I don't know what you guys are doing, you know, you, you actors. <laughs> yeah, that's just the stand-up attitude. I mean, it's a lone dog. You got to just take, uh, it's, a, it's a salty attitude. It's not the most healthiest attitude, but for the gig, you, they, a lot of them have it. But yeah, acting and filmmaking is the most expensive art form, and it's literally making dreams happen. And acting is, I mean, yeah, I think it's all connected, you know, whether it's, it's music connected. or art or drawing. Yeah. You know, sometimes just the naming of things and the money and everything gets crazy, but just to be alive and doing it is just such a special thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can, I can watch like a an open mic yeah. night in a in a in a uh, out of the way comedy club. I'll watch twenty five comics, you know, who've never been up on stage before. I love it because they're all funny at some point in their five minutes, whether they mean to be or not. And it's like, that's, that's acting to me, you know? Like, uh, I remember seeing, I used to go to the Upright Citizens Brigade in, in, in the late 90s or early 2000s or whatever. And it, I'd never seen acting as brilliant as that. Yeah. You know? Uh, and Those Chicago improv guys learning that style of acting, that's why I was always kind of a weed smoking, uh, C student, yeah. back of the class type of kid. Loved stand-up, loved Pryor, loved Bill Hicks, and I just went all in. But I wish I went more heavy on the improv, so when I audition, they are tapping into something. When you're doing that, as a acting, it's a fucking weapon to be able to improv and like live in that moment and not be afraid of it and kind of accept it. Yeah, 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 and stand-up is that way too, you know? It's, it's like- At a, a high level. <laughs> that's, I mean, there's nothing more method than that to me, you know? Yeah. Meth uh, as far as like method acting. It's hard. To, to go up on stage by yourself and talk about yourself. And, and uh, uh, you know, that's, that's. It's isolating and there, yeah, there's a lot of fear and I love the adrenaline of it, but I think <laughs> uh, acting, what I found cool and I got to be in some little things and, and be on sets and it is a teamwork thing. It does feel like, a good set feels like a rock band, you know, like the actors are doing the thing, the director's doing the thing, everybody's getting paid, everybody's making this thing rock, Not that, that, but it, it feels like you're just getting something. You know, it's nice to work with other people. Yeah. You know? Sure, sure. And I think that's a lot of the dance with acting that I learned. And you've been so patient with me. And, uh, and we've done this for so long, and I wasn't yeah. sure the time. You're the third show, yeah. so I'm a little high, everybody. Yeah. Uh, a little buzzed down on coffee and starstruck, but let's give it up for Kevin Corrigan. Thank you so much for coming on the Cannabis oh, Coffee Hour. You. Is you want to plug anything? Um, uh, what's, uh, 
uh, well, yeah, no, there's that, there's that show out in, uh, at, the art, at the Astoria Arts Center. Please. Uh, He's killing it out here. 2702 Dittmar's Boulevard. Um, I, I have some stuff uh, there. I love getting high and looking at art, going to museums, smoking a joint, and then going to see a Kevin Corgan exhibit that's doing, he has Marlon Brando, he has Ace Freely. Your Ace Freely looked sick, oh, man. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all your art is uh, amazing. Yeah. A, I, I a, recommend a, checking out his art show yeah. wherever it is. Yeah, there's a, I have a Marky Smith portrait. The, the original is up. It's a big drawing, the guy from The Fall. Oh, wow. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so that's, that's, that's my plug. Oh, cool, man. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, you're beyond gentlemen, cool, New York, classic, real as it gets. I love you. Peace and love out to the universe for the Cannabis Coffee Hour. That's it.